Hello, and welcome to this month's podcast. This month, we've read The End of Alice by A.M. Holmes. This is everything fiction should be, wrenching, disturbing, and emotive, said The Independent. I don't know if anyone here is gonna say that. The book was published in 1996 and sparked a lot of controversy. Um, the main narrator is a pedophiliac, and that is what the book is about. We picked this book up because we read The Necrophiliac, and we needed something in that category <laughs> that would get us going. Um, but mm. this book was not very French. This book was very American. And now we've read it, and we're here to talk about it. Um, with me is Charlie Casarino. Uh, oh, you're using my fucking surname this time. Now we're talking about pedophilia. <laughs> I want them to Hello, know anyway. you. Charlie Casarino, every time you've been on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Hello. Frida Hammershoi. Hi. As always, Macon Hall. Yes, hi. Um, and I'm Giovanna Alessandro. Yes, that's true. The one responsible for all this. Actually, I feel Macon is responsible for this because well, Macon has been complaining that he couldn't feel anything anymore mm. after reading the story of the eye and yeah. the necrophiliac. Yeah, so. but that's but the complaint I can't feel anything anymore doesn't say let's read this book. Well, that's how I interpret <laughs> your complaint. Fair enough. Fair I think enough. your expectations though of this book were very different from what turned out to be the reality. Yeah, I mean, you want you wanted basically to shock Macon out of his stupor. Yeah, my malaise. His cynicism. <clears throat> yeah. Did I succeed, Macon? No. <laughs> if anything, I'm deeper <laughs> and more despondent. I'm shallower, so it helps. Huh. We have our main narrator. He's in prison. Yeah. Serving a life sentence for um, pedophilia and <laughs> child murder. Mm. Oh, yeah, he gets fair. a lot of letters every day uh, and he usually dismisses them. But one day he gets a letter from a young woman of 19 mm. who wants to learn the trade because the neighbor boy is 12 mm. and she wants to seduce him because it's summer and yep. she's really bored. So the book is about their correspondence mm. told by him. Um, we don't really have access to her letters because he keeps narrating them for us, complaining yep. that she can't spell, she can't write. Mm. She uses the metaphors of the overly under undereducated <laughs> and he just won't have that. Yeah. So to spare the reader her horrible prose, he tells the whole story. Yeah, that's what happens. Yes. Where do we go from here? Well, we could start with the pedophile whose yeah. name is apparently Chappie. Yeah. I read that somewhere and yeah. none of us right. had noticed like, that he had a He's thing. not called Chappie. Just even if it's in there. It's his childhood. Only real only real nerd. Oh yeah, hey, I've just turned this page. How are you, Chappie? He said loudly. Oh really? Using my childhood nickname. Well, okay. Yeah. Fuck it, alright. Just opened it on a random page. So here we have uh, a middle-aged convicted pedophiliac. Mm -hmm. I was really disappointed. Yeah. Why? Mainly that I didn't like him. Mm. And that's a weird criteria to be disappointed by, let down. I think it's a by. sensible criteria to be, to want. I think that, I think that the, there's actually a real danger in constantly depicting unrelatable monsters. Yeah. As people who are dangerous, like sexually deviant people who are, you know, inflict violence on other, on others, like to have them not be likable, to have them 
just be monsters always kind of others them so it never lets you know that actually it's a that actually it's 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 closer than than you'd like to think i think there's something there's value in that i think i think that i was really disappointed why uh, by was how unsurprised i was by his story um his life is in he lives in prison now and s- That just felt like sort of a cliche, yeah. uh, his prison life, yeah. um, how he has what is called like a daddy in prison. Um, he's in a homosexual relationship, which isn't really characterized by any homosexuality as much as by violence and force. Um, and how he is made out to be this, he's really like extensionally bored, of course, because he's in prison, but he's also characterized to be this like educated middle-aged pedophiliac mm. who's like seen it all and um, is unfazed by everything. And yeah, that just wasn't really done right. It was sort of like mainly a lot of things were like thrown in there, like on page 175, Uh, 174 we learn that he uh, knows music theory mm. like for one sentence there he can hear that some sound in prison is a perfect flat e mm. um and i'm like where did that come from yeah. um because nothing sort of like ties into this yeah. and um yeah he just seemed like a yeah so he's part hannibal lecter he's part oh i want to talk about hannibal later okay put a put a little note on okay Um, Remember that. <laughs> no, don't actually. He's 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 like part of various kinds of sort of erudite villains, and then he has these kind of monstrous moments that were meant to take as like being out of, kind of out of character or something. And then his tastes are too particular. That seems to be the kind of cliche we're going with. Like, yeah, he's because he's got he, this deviance is actually just a um a sign of a kind of refinement. And this like Almodish mm. uh kind of like language and his interests mm. and all this uh just yeah. like the stereotypical yeah middle-aged man. Yeah. Um I mean I think that there's a couple of reasons I think why maybe it doesn't resonate. <laughs> resonate is really the, not the word I want to use but <laughs> fine we'll, we'll we'll stick with it. But Um, yeah, one of it. One of them is that um, it is all framed. Yeah, it, it's framed around like taste. Um, mm. But I feel like it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't go far enough in that direction. Of like it, it. You want it to inform even more of his yeah. outlook, maybe. But I think, yeah, we and we can talk about maybe maybe it does. I mean, I think it does do that to some extent, but maybe. To an unsatisfying <laughs> degree here. No, I, I would say that's very much the case. You don't you don't feel there's a kind of continuity to it. Like the way the way that Hannibal Lecter prepares human meat is with like all of the skills of like of French cuisine. There's like some sort of refinement which is continuous with his barbarism. Mm-hmm. And this is just like I'm also a bar- I'm also a savage, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. it has. I mean, I think probably. I read it as this the the character is informed by like that stereotype and is mm. and is eager to to use it because it it's to some to to some extent it's to to his advantage and I think maybe when he's talking about reader complicity which I think we we yeah. is a is a big yeah. part of this yeah. at least it, it it's made into a big part and then we can sort of figure out whether it's it's convincing or not. 
Um, I sorry, lost my train of thought as I made. I shouldn't make too many asides. Um, <laughs> refinement. Refinement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I think it's it's sort of digging into that cliche as as his like device. Of course, the problem is that cliche is also a little bit hard yeah. to read. Yeah. Um. So so it does. So I think it's intentionally comes off as like a poor man's humbert humbert, mm -hmm. but. I didn't like reading the rich man's hump, but hump, like, so I don't really know. Like, the poor man doesn't, isn't adding that much extra, except maybe, I, I don't know, it, it's, uh, it's less delighted in it. Mm. Um, so there is a bit more of a moralistic element to it. Mm. Um, or it's more, moralism is more of a... But the second thing I want to say, sorry, and, and then, I'll, I'll, then I'll wrap this up, is the, the other thing that, particularly in this particular period that we're in mm. pedophile nar narrative where it's just some dude <laughs> some random dude who yeah. like uh sells shoes to to girls to try and get them to to like to you know fuck them basically yeah. um man that's not that's not the pedophile narrative of our era now now it's i wanted it like for it to be now yeah. it'd have to be like fucking former president uh, you know, I want it to be real. I want it to yeah. be like someone fucking in power. Like now, our our pedophile narratives are very much in the forefront of like TV, yeah. and they aren't. Yeah. And and it's no longer uh, about the random guy in the street. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now now it's it's much more about specifically mm. about power. Yeah. Um. So so maybe that's the other thing that this doesn't resonate as much from because it's not so much about that like fear of the random man on the street yeah mm. the lone wolf right yeah. the like well we do have a fear of the lone wolf as sure, well but, but it's no longer tied to this exactly this is the old story much. of yeah. the guy with the candy in exactly. the car yeah um, exactly this yeah. is this is and this is 90s yeah. satanic panic era like yeah. this is what people are scared of this <laughs> narrator when you said reader complicity this didn't work for me mm. because he uses that on the reader mm. like he will tell the reader his story of how he uh what he did to the young uh, girls and all this and then he will go like now you're complicit in it and mm. it's like it's you and me together and i felt like this doesn't work like you mm. can say it but it doesn't actually work because no. it's too much um like it's more show it don't tell it like it yeah. kept telling you but it didn't show it yeah it didn't do it um yeah and also when you have to read the book for the podcast the reader complicity argument just flies away because like i have to do this so it's like <laughs> it's like i'm not i'm not choosing to continue returning to this i'm actually but, but also but yeah, it never yeah. lulled me into anything mm. no um because there was no the, the joy of it was never there no. um no, because the book kept on being on the right side of the moral, like you mentioned, Charlie. Um, mm. or I think you did. Um, of how, like, it never really just lets go. Um, yeah. It keeps sort of pulling back and showing you that, it, like, even the narrator mm. knows what's right and wrong. Um, mm. Which I mean, fine, pedophile, pedophiles mm. are like mm. they know that it isn't yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but the book just kept stopping it and stopping it well, it's also like <clears throat> the whole the whole depiction of pedophilia as this kind of like malef like malevolent force of like evil within the person's <clears throat> desire <clears throat> is just dumb it's like it's not i i mean either go all the way into that like and become a truly absurd story about some sort of ridiculous monster and just like revel in the kind of like 
discuss like discussing debauchery of it or like actually play with the fact that you know the guy does know it's wrong and like rather than just like one weekend away in a cabin to try and clean himself up in mm. his own retelling of events like i i would imagine there'd be a deeper conflict to, in him about everything the more i'm thinking about it though so i'm gonna <laughs> the more i'm thinking about it now I feel suddenly like I want to. I don't want to defend it, but I'm 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 sort of thinking about it more in in the context that we're talking about, like fixing mm. it in more of a historical context. And I'm wondering to what degree this is like a response to Lolita, in which it is his almost his like cynical take on those proto postmodern mm. ironic that ironic mode. Mm. And it's sort of, in some way, it shows that this this sort of ironic mode is an actual, almost functions as a as a as a as a learnt response, as a mm. as an internalized way of actually justifying, either internally or not not so much internally but externally. Mm. Is like he's found he's just there is this mode mm. of talking about um, mm. yeah. the, the evil about pedophilia, um, which which he's kind of trying to use to his advantage. And so the fact that he does it badly and inconsistently is, is maybe just a way of drawing, to, drawing attention to its instrumentality. Mm. And it's not the book trying to catch you out, but maybe it's just him and the, and mm. we could read it instead as, as the book just catching him out in his attempt to use this. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That, I don't know if that's too... <laughs> no, I think I was sort of thinking the same thing, but it, mm. like in a different vein of... Um, so like the grip he keeps on using of like titulating the reader as you mm. and like I and you mm. and like we are constantly mm. in this relationship, mm. um, silent agreement. Um, I couldn't figure out, is it poorly written uh, or is it just highlighting his dementia uh, because he's been locked away in 20, for 23 years and he does, hadn't had anyone... Uh, really like with the brain to talk mm. to it mm. seems and I mean since he's rewriting her letters it's essentially for him it's all about telling the story mm. right and she's not doing it in a sense that yeah. lives up to his quality so mm. he's doing it like he's just telling the story and yeah. he keeps going uh, which is sort of this like so he keep and sent, like mm. at one point you will catch him doing something wrong because he keeps talking yeah um, and yeah. I think that's toward, towards the end that's that's when it happens at its most sort of avert. Mm. Um, I think basically, like I, I think that's where it's going. I'm just a little bit skeptical as to its as to whether like I buy it, whether yeah. or whether I think it's like a completely successful like attempt at doing that. Mm. If that makes sense, um, because I think a lot of it is flagged a little bit mm. overtly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's too overexplained. I was so disappointed when we hear the story of how he like basically became a pedophiliac because um, mm. he's just reproducing yeah. what his mom did to him. Yeah, his mom is uh, like mentally unstable, and what like she's out for a weekend from the asylum, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> when you put it like this, that, it sounds. The <laughs> uh, there is this shower scene or like bath scene. Yeah, she takes him away to the baths mm. and. So she makes him, we don't know how old he is, but he's not very old. He's, he's um, breast height. Breast height, okay. He's so, a child. He, yeah. yeah. And she makes him fist her in the bathtub, which is a... It was novel, as scenes go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was surprised. Um, I was like, oh. 
And so he's also <laughs> explains his own story. Like mm. with this, he has yeah. that level of reflection, but yeah. it's all his levels of reflections are always very unsurprising. I mean, mm. it was an unpleasant story, but it wasn't very surprising. It was mm. like, okay, fine, this too. Well, yeah, I mean, um, as it's fu- when it functions as an explanation, it's not very surprising. It was surprising to read, like, oh, that's a, mm. that's a, didn't know yeah. that was going to be my reading now. But yes, as a, as a, as a, um, an element or a functional part of a story or a mm. narrative or a narrative he tells himself, it's like, yeah, yeah, that would, that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, kind of, I mean, yeah. I, but there's, there's that weird parallel, I guess, also like between like the, like the kind of the, the amount of mental instability that is put into describing his mother and her doing this to him seems kind of adequate to what's going on. Though I think what's kind of strange, like the the, the girl that he's writing to, the nineteen year old, like, what are we to make of her, like? What do we make of her like kind of mental condition? Like this, this is a very, it seems very particular and peculiar. Also because I think there's this like, this weird elision of things that happens when writing about pedophilia is that people seem to like think that it's just one monolithic thing when actually like the practices of abusing people sexually is like a lot of different things. It's not just like everyone who abuses children sexually is really into kids. Mm. And also because like that, like some people are just really into power and mm. like being abusive and like violent. And that's not the same as someone who's just really enthusiastically attracted to children. Those like that person could then not have that same power thing and then not uh, pursue it at all. So I'm like, what are we meant to make, make of like this? Like, it's almost like, the way that she's described is like, oh, she's also got the curse or the bug or something, and it's like she's she's conflicted as she's like you know coming out of the the normal world. Um, and that's what he's hoping is happening, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he gets really disappointed when she uh, ditches the whole project. Yeah. Uh, when the summer is about to run out. Yeah. Um, and he's very disappointed that she didn't have the bug. So that's the other story. Yeah. There's the woman that is writing to him. Mm. It's a 19 year old girl. Um, and she's home for the summer from college and she's really bored and she decided to uh, seduce the neighbor boy called Matt, who's 12. I kind of like that story. Um, and like is a strong word here because <laughs> I was just, I was more into it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a more interesting story of a pedophile. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it didn't spring out of a joy for children or anything like that. She mm. was really bored. He was there. What do you do? Well, she was kind of enthusiastic about him, though. There's lots of like descriptions of just his like his youthfulness and like the faint, the faint amount of hair on his body. And, but like, they're from him. I mean, okay, everything. Yeah. It, we have everything from him. Yeah. Uh, but I true. sort yeah. of see that as him projecting the joy of children into uh, that young boy that yeah. he's really not yeah. into. Uh, what I got out of him narrating her was that she was basically bored. He was there, like the mm. boy was there. Um, she didn't have anything else to do. She mm. was depressed. And then you can sort of will yourself into like, you know, this will be fun and like pull yourself up. And that was what was happening. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But there's a, there's another context for that as well, which is, um, so the first half of it builds up, is, is sort of building up this story of this, uh, the sort of long winded seduction through like tennis lessons and, and things like that and meeting the family. And it's interrupted. So I think I think she gets to uh, then actually describing her like having sex with the boy and it gets very like 
there's lots of stuff going on. We can get into it if you like, but uh, <laughs> and there, there is some level to which he's he's starting to wonder, like, is she making this? Is she making this up mm. specifically to please me? And at that point, I think it's at that point that she sort of interrupts it, interrupts this narrative to say, like, where she says, I know who you are, mm. to which his response is, sure, I mean, isn't that why you're writing to me? Mm. Or like, you know, I know what you did. And the point that she's making there is that her entire childhood mm. has been shaped by him, well, in this case, specifically by him, but you could mm. say just by people like him or by the, more specifically, the fear of people like him. So she's not allowed out, mm. uh, you know, all the all the sort of, the not allowed out to play and stuff and parents being scared and, and all the rest. So she's in some way been shaped by him and you can, and I sort of see it as like her trying to understand if uh, trying to confront that and maybe understand that and figure out if where that comes from, and to some to some degree, I'd say that like her interest in the boy is is almost specifically in his just like yeah, but like in the sense of his like unthreateningness, mm. it's just completely unthreatening, and and. Later, we like this develops where the unthreatening part is no like, mm. or of the other boys and the family, no mm. the threat is there, yeah, and happen and and things happen to yeah. her which yeah. she probably didn't envisage. Mm. And and so, to some extent, her like trying to be the predator seems like an almost like attempt to like fight against this thing that is shaping her and this fear that is like like one of the big forces in in her development mm. i found that she was more interested in chappy than in matt mm-hmm. like uh she wanted to seduce matt because she was bored but i think that most of like she just wanted actually to get in touch with chappy and to like know what the fuck his deal was and mm. why it it shaped her whole life like that because I mean, it was a big fear that she had been living with all this time and she couldn't get rid of it. Mm. So, yes, she wanted to have sex with this boy, but I think, actually, I mean, you have these stories of people writing like serial mm. killers and stuff because they are intrigued, but it's like this, but like a level deeper because it had been like in all of her life and this like big, big thing. Mm. But then in the end, I she lost the interest in Matt, but she also kind of lost the interest in Chappie. Mm. Like... Then she got what she wanted and she was like, okay, bye. Yeah. Fine. I'll go to Europe now. <laughs> I guess the question is... Also, this neighborhood has become unlivable. Yeah. <laughs> but did, the, the question is, to some degree, did she get what she wanted? Mm. Or did she get something quite different? Well, she got... She got the... She, she, had, she, had, a, she, had, the, she had the go she wanted to take. And then yeah, yeah, exactly, she found out... But as, the as, temperature of the water. Exactly, but as as <clears throat> as Frida kind of like articulates it, it's not really about. Mm. Again, obviously, it's it's you know it's never about the thing. <laughs> it's about something else. But 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 the point is like, yes, she has she uh, starts sleeping with this this boy, and then with his friends, and his dad. 
well, okay, so that's the point, yeah? But I was so, thinking, I don't think that story is true with the dad. Like, I mm-hmm. think that was put there by uh, by Chappie. Uh, because there was also another passage where, like, mm. she goes to eat at their house and she meets, like, yeah. he sort of envisions that the... Um, Father meets her by the car and uses yeah. her to masturbate, and yeah. so I that's thought true, yeah. I think that scene too is put there by him. Yeah, um, yeah. Or also he's he's also kind of dubious about it as well though because he's like reflecting on like this doesn't seem right at all, and like I, I wonder if she's like to a certain extent like is she now just putting stuff in like his her account of the the first night of um uh sex with the with the boy Matt. Mm. He's super skeptical about that once it all plays out. He's like. When when it happens, it actually happens with like the the father and the masturbation scene, mm-hmm. because it's like he's like, wait, wait, this is all far too, this has all been too convenient as a story. Mm-hmm. This is not how these things play out at all. And I'm wondering, like, is she even just like writing letters to him that she imagines will entertain him, or or like, is, you know, is any of it happening? Because mm. he's just like, you know, it's just like he's getting these kind of reflections. He's getting the shadows on the on the wall of the cave kind of mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, but in terms of her perspective, I think I don't. I don't mean. To, why do I always have to say things that I don't think are the case? Because what, what's the point of saying that? But I'm not. <laughs> it's not that it doesn't matter, yeah. but that it's not necessarily that I think the thing to focus on. Because the point that if if it's in her head and she's yeah. the one processing it, the point of it is yes, she can do that, but that does not help her. She's mm. like she will still be the the victimhood mm. as she see it as as has been internalized by this fear is not solved by that. Um mm. she just becomes then she becomes the victim of like she she like mm. one of his friends just uh sort of tries to force her to like mm. uh to suck him off and the dad does, and apparently the father does as well, and it's not I, I don't know. Even the father's case, I, it, it it comes across definitely as forced at the very yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. It's it's not described as like a, a very sort of neutral no. moment going on. I think I think yeah. she like phrases it something as like I will always be the one like end up being the one getting fucked. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's true. I think that's that is then the interesting point is like <clears throat> what like whether or not it's real. Either, either of those outcomes is interesting mm. uh, because the, the the fictional one is like she's like literally like producing this is her this is how her fantasy is like you know basically being the one who's always getting fucked yeah kind of like the one that's always like hunted and even when they try to which tries to like become the kind of predator she can't survive that she can't actually you know maintain that um, position and then if it is happening the world is a sick sad place uh, something yeah but actually, it's it's more interesting if it's not happening, and she's actually living through it, you know, and describing it, and articulate, and producing this horrifying fantasy, I guess. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I I think her story is just the more interesting of mm. the two stories. Yeah, <clears throat> but she's she's also not as flat as yeah. a character because we don't know, like, we don't have her narrative, so we yeah. we don't know as much as about her mm. Mm. so she's more interesting because as you said like Chappie's just he's over explained 
Yeah. He's saying too much stuff. Like. Yeah, and he's predictable. Like yeah. at one point, uh, right before they have sex, on the evening that they, uh, I think, have sex for the first time, the girl and the boy. So he's narrating it, and they're like they're taking all the food out of the cabins, and they're eating everything, and he says something, blah blah blah. And of course, he's explaining it that they're substituting sex for food because like that is what you do, right? Mm. And yeah, so all of his descriptions and his narrative is just very predictable and very flat. Yeah. And yeah, probably because we know so little of her intentions and she's just more interesting because we don't know why she's doing it or what she is actually doing. That, and This is the good book then, actually. The good book would be her letters to him. I think that would be the, the really good book. It's like her, like get, getting her exploring her imagination having grown up in this environment that would be the actual good book rather than him just telling us how trivial her interpretations are in her language like if it was written like as her reaching out to this guy who shaped her life mm. and shaped the environment she's grown up in mm. oh, that would be great let's have that book <laughs> her grammar is too bad we can't read it <laughs> yeah but um but the thing is like that was A.M. Holmes' decision. <laughs> Her grammar was bad. Yes. It could have been good. <laughs> she could have been an excellent honor roll writer. She like, could have used less uh, exclamation points mm-hmm. and then everything would have been fine. Again, but this is... <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. uses too, he uses too many periods, doesn't he? So it's, uh, yeah. it sort of swings and roundabouts. But I think this gets to my like my overall problem with the book. After, like Reading it, just like this, it's structured really badly. Mm-hmm. It's like the first um, four-fifths of it are this back and forth between her and him and a few scenes of him just talking about prison life. And then the last bit is kind of like a novella of him in a stupor of like narcotics going to a parole hearing and recounting this Alice we've heard very little about through the book and then is the title of the book. Um, so it's kind of like it's it's like the last bit is is this short story that would stand alone and we're meant to then like reconceptualize everything we've heard so far. But the thing is, we we know he's a child murdering pedophile. So like us now dwelling on that at the end changes nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but maybe as uh, perhaps as the last point, unless anyone um, thinks of something along the way, Alice, I think, is the last character we haven't yeah. talked about. And she is the name of the novel. Yeah. So Alice, uh, it's called The End of Alice. And it is like, he kills her. And uh, the way the story is uh, told, it's supposed to be a shock, but I mean, it's not really. And that no. goes back to what I said. Of, I don't know if this is poorly written or if, if it's to highlight his dementia, that yeah. he is so out of touch with people mm. in the real world mm. that he doesn't know that we don't like. It's not surprising. Yeah. We're sort of waiting for that. But she's this young girl that he meets when he's gone off to a cabin in the woods by a lake to wean himself off being a pedophile um and then he meets her there and to me there was a weird brutality in the description of her that i can't really figure out so i hope maybe Mm. you can because she didn't seem like an a character so before her he's raped he's worked in this um shoe shop to meet Mm. children Mm -hmm. um and he follows one uh, young girl home and he rapes her in a very well-described and actually really unpleasant scene. Um, mm. And she does seem like a real child. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that scene is brutal because she seems like a real child. Yeah. Alice doesn't seem like a real child. No. She seems like a sexual fantasy. Yeah. Like a nymph uh, yeah. in the woods tying yeah. him up. She has no boundaries. She's not afraid of him. Yeah. Um, 
she's not afraid that she encounters a strange man in the yeah. wood who does live in her grandmother's cabin, yeah. but still. Yeah. And she's um, fairly expert sexually as well, which is very bizarre. Yeah, but she yeah. must be like 12, 13. Like, I think for her, him, yeah. she's just on the verge of being a bit too old. Okay. And she does get her period yeah. a few weeks later. Yeah. So she might, like, I'm thinking 12, probably. Mm. But she didn't seem like a real girl. She no. seemed like this sexual fantasy. Yeah. And there was a certain brutality to uh, to that because um, I didn't feel really anything in what was no. going on between them. And it wasn't because there was like, there wasn't any real joy to it, but mm. she like wasn't really yeah. a real child either. Mm. It was like he was having sex with a sexual fantasy. Yeah. And then like to the extent that anything could be real here, basically we're just looking at a scene in which two people with like severe mental illnesses hurt each other and you go i guess that would happen like it, like it, <clears throat> and, but it's also because it's readily unbelievable that these two happen to come across each other mm. because also and as you say like she just doesn't seem like a real girl yeah yeah but again she's a fantasy but she's too much mm. she's too much of a fantasy even for him oh look at again <laughs> i thought you'd like that <laughs> But she is too much, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because I think to some extent, so the these, the we don't have her name, do we? The nineteen-year-old her. her no, name, she doesn't no. have one. But the 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 thesis with her at least is that like, so it it's something to do with sort of passing on violence from mm. uh, in some way, and 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 an attraction to those who don't seem threatening, because I guess that'll. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's a similar thing, again, in uh, in Elite as well. Like, just adult women women seem mm. uh, apparently boring, but, like, more obviously threatening. Mm. And it sort of historicizes being his mother, but, mm. you know, whichever way you want to see it. But So it's sort of the unthreatening, yep. uh, the uh, and to some extent, in his case, it seems to be more about, like, imposing, like, yeah. on the unthreatening. But honestly, Alice is threatening to some degree. Yeah. I mean, actually, she is just completely threatening, yeah. and that she is threatens what, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, she, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like at the end, she explicitly threatens him. Yeah. But I think even in the the sort of sexual fantasy mm. is threatening. It's mm. it's more. Mm. It, it's, it's. She's aggressive. She's asking yes, for it. Exactly. She wants it. She takes initiative. Mm. Right, and that's. <laughs> I think that's the problem for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's a weird thing because I never got in the previous scenes he has with children. Yeah. I never got that it was the the violence of it that actually uh, got him on. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Like I just didn't get that from yeah, it. It yeah. was more the children. So yeah. Alice would be perfect, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he does mention at some point. He does say that he doesn't like it when they get too keen. When he gets them too, like he he puts them as like he gets them too like invested in or not invested, but like when he turns them into nymphs, basically. Yeah, uh, he doesn't like that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he just specifically describes yeah. one where, where in a car that, that yeah. she seems to like act now actively. She's yeah. going down and it's like, oh no. It's yeah. very weird now, because that scene much. is a is a girl in a car that yeah. is like very keen to give him blowjobs. I think he's like taught her too well, right? <laughs> and uh, he goes on a road trip with Alice, and like I haven't read Lolita, but I know that there is a road trip in it. Like pedophiles and road trip <laughs> yeah. just really go well together. <laughs> there's a pedophile. There's gonna be a road trip at some point. <laughs> well, it's because it's the a bit a bit like um, again the the Lolita one is. What if uh, is basically narrated? What if 
there's a there's a guy and he really wants to fuck children and he decides to fucking go for it. What happens? Well, he's got to run the whole time. Yeah. Mm. Um, and again, I think that's just to some degree that's um, again that now uh, <laughs> our perception yeah. of like pedophiles in the media yeah. is like, well, uh, they didn't seem to have to fucking run much at all. Yeah. Um, you have a private jet. It's much easier <laughs> <to decide laughs> when you're going to run. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. What yeah, I, I mean, this is also the thing. It's like it's conflating lots of different things. Like, so, like I would say. Yes, there are, of course, like sec- like sexual predators at all levels of society. But I think a good number of pedophiles don't do anything because they know that it's going to destroy their entire life stability. They can't actually afford the risk, and also they don't want to be violent. And then, but people who are really into like exploiting people and uh, showing their power, who have the power to actually like do that, probably don't have to be on the run in that same way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think though where it gets to, uh, you, you mentioned. I wanted to talk about Hannibal Lecter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But where I think it's, uh, I was thinking about Hannibal Lecter in the TV, in the TV mm-hmm. show, um, rather than the films, because I don't, um, don't get this as much in the films. But in the TV show, like Hannibal's like main motivation seems to be to find people that he thinks he connects to and try and turn them into serial killers. It and it is it's partly like trying to create this genealogy, yeah. this like passing yeah. on. And I think it's also like uh, <laughs> no, no. Whenever I'm with Maker now, I want to try and like be like mention impressive things. Like, oh, you know, it's the Kantian sense of the beautiful. <laughs> the beautiful is something that you already know other people find beautiful. <laughs> that the beautiful is something that you will agree is also beautiful. You want to find the other people. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, when I'm engaged in cannibalism, that's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I. So yeah, I mean, there's that mode in this where he's like trying to pass on the craft to this girl writing to him. But yeah, but it, it seems to me that maybe at the end of the day, like at least the the narrator's like attempt is more like this is this is everywhere. This mm. is you and and it's the specifically the the narration of like oh you know we're here in prison, mm. but like. Out think of, like, I think he says, you know, there are so many of it in prison. Us in prison, why are bad things still happening? <laughs> like, why are there still crimes and there's so many of us in fucking prison? <laughs> um, so I, it it is an attempt to sort of push it out, but I, I don't know whether the book agrees with that or whether it just considers that. Hmm. I, I don't know whether. Well, you could you can read. I guess it's just you can read it either way. Whether you mm. read it as his, um, as a narrative that's self-serving for him, or whether it's the thesis. That, mm. If it's the thesis of the book, I don't think it's successful. Right. Or I don't think it works in that book. But maybe if you want to try and <laughs> make success out of it, <laughs> yeah. then that, well, it, you don't need to rewrite it. It's just, it's just, just know, squint a bit, and then it's a different book. Yeah. No. Well, you know. Would you recommend this book, Frida? No. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on that? Mm, I just, I, most of all, I just found found it like really gross. Uh, we didn't even talk about like so many of the gross things. It's so gross. Oh, the best it's, scene. Uh, this, this, uh, where he's in the bathtub with his mother. I was reading this on the bus. Mm. 
Oh yeah, really awkward thing to read on public transport. I had the problem on the train. It was not especially pleasant. Uh, and also where they where they kind of like they eat this prison guy who they beat up before that. And and then quite a short time after that, Matt he he met the the, the boy he wanted to the girl to like eat his uh, his scabs mm. that he has collected as some kind of like uh, yeah. this is me in a box yeah uh, that was the second time in 100 pages where someone like eats a scab or a wound <laughs> of another person <laughs> it was it was too much yeah. it well, was the uh, good bits of the book in fairness i think so <laughs> <Yeah>. too <laughs> i yeah but we we are dead inside though so that's why yeah. i mean I, I i didn't enjoy the book but yeah these it 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 was too explicit, mm. too yeah. o- too over-explained. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was it was too much. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. I think. Yeah, I mean, I really did like the scene where she rips the scab off his knee and eats it, but each to their own. <laughs> it was weirdly touching that scene. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. made you feel. There was the, the, more than the regular story where you yes were like, yeah. yes and that's exactly. maybe yeah. maybe maybe I'm calling that liking but okay. yeah <laughs> so kind of made Macon feel something mm. not loads a little bit. <laughs> no but I mean that that it seemed like the kind of like bizarre perverse detail that would be kind of a catalyst towards something like that. That's and why, it was that's a surprising what, yeah. element yeah. to the yeah. book that was just so unsurprising and yeah. so full of uh, cliches mm. and like stereotypical shit mm. and so overexplained as well. Like yeah. just that scene where yeah. he shows her his box of scabs and yeah. like offers her one was just weirdly yeah. moving and yeah. Um, yeah. like out of a... It was, it was particular. And yeah. Because it was like, it was his weird fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. I guess like that would be the basis of my recommendation that if you want to read um, 200 pages around a scene where someone eats someone else's scabs, <laughs> then go for it. Uh, I would much rather though read the book, um, which is hidden within this, which is her letters to um, this man that's kind of shaped her existence mm. and get and get her working through it more than his fantasizing about the damage he's wrought like i think i think i want to deal with her speculations more than i want like the author's speculations about what it's like to be a pedophile what about you charlie well i mean <coughs> recommend when when you recommend something it's to who well, christmas and is coming what? up <laughs> <laughs> is it gonna be under any trees there's gonna be some empty stockings <laughs> mm, i wouldn't say so I mean, again, I I think for me the 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 main point is I just don't. This seems of its time. I think maybe if you're interested in like, I, I think I think this is a kind of like, or my I choose to read this as a as a mm. sort of uh, outburst of a particular like mm. period and a particular sort of fears uh, in a period. And maybe if if that's what you're interested in. Then there, then I'm, I think you can find some stuff mm. in here. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it doesn't resonate particularly with the current uh, period. So yeah, so, probably no, probably not. Think uh, about writing a uh, book about pedophilia, like a fiction of pedophilia. You have the internet. You have uh, the dark web. Mm. You have, well, yes, exactly. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's. 
It is right. It's it's the tail end of mm. Lolita, where mm. like after that, it becomes something. It is just something so completely different. Mm. Yeah. Um, in terms of its manifestation, that yeah. it, it's all like, yeah. So saying, crank the Marilyn Manson, open this book, feel like it's 1996 again. Sure. Yeah. And then like, but that's but was there a good Marilyn Manson album by 1966 though? 1966. Sorry, fuck. 1996. <laughs> I was thinking of <laughs> No, now I'm back in time again. That was 50s or whatever. I don't know, but um, I don't think so. I think I think he was about to come into his prime. No, I mean like he'd already caused Columbine by '98, so. Yeah, true, but I think it was that like shitty. Um... This is sorry. Why are we talking yeah, about Marilyn yeah, Manson? Yeah, this is this is the wrong podcast. Um, Gio, how do you feel about recommending this book? Oh, I will uh, not be recommending it. I think it's in my bottom. I can only think bottom three right now of the podcast we've done. And it's there with um, Memoirs of a Polar Bear and How a Persian Should Be. But I mean, as always, I like this book way more after we've talked about it than I did before. But they would have to pay me to read it again. (laughs) What about about a novel about a pedophile polar bear? Sounds like it could actually be so bad it's good. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. It's two minuses. How to be a pedophile. How a pedophile polar bear should be. <laughs> how a, no, come yeah. on. Someone write that because... How a polar bear should pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to be recommending it. But for... I'm really excited about next month. Yes. Where we are, it's um, so, so. I think actually this month is our fourth anniversary, fourth year anniversary, oh um, and so for mm. our first podcast uh, ever, we read uh, "Leaving the Torture Station" by Ben Lerner. Excellent book. The excellent book. <laughs> <laughs> Good year. And the year after, when we've uh, when we had been alive for one year, we read ten oh four for the podcast, also by Ben Lerner. Now we've waited five years for his next book. Then we waited a year. Um, and now his newest book, uh, The Topeka School, yes. has come out. And we are going to read that book for next month. So if we still have any listeners left, I would like, <laughs> there's a polar tune bear out in now. I'm going to lose my shit. And yeah. uh, next month is going to be great. It is. We're not, we're not lying. It's going to be a great, great, slightly late anniversary. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for putting up with this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry.